Hey y'all, I'm Brooke Hoover, a Louisiana native, actor, writer, and comedian. I've lost 100 pounds through diet and exercise, or shall I say, lifestyle changes. My 20 year and counting health journey has taught me that just like taking a diet pill for weight loss, body positivity doesn't magically happen overnight. I'm working on regaining my self-esteem and rekindling my love affair with Cajun and Southern comfort food in a healthier way, all the while juggling eating as clean as I can, reestablishing myself in the entertainment industry, which, as we know, is historically fat-phobic, all the while showing my inner fat girl some love. That's fat with a PH. Pretty hot and tempting. Let me tell y'all a tale or two. Y'all, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays because it's all about food. And I have no shame in saying that. I have no shame in saying that anymore. As we know, if you've been listening to this here podcast, I've struggled and I continue to struggle with body image issues and with admitting things like I like food because Oftentimes, if a larger bodied person says, I like food, then they're automatically called a hog, which I was called Miss Piggy for almost half my life. But y'all, I don't just like food. I like good food, like good tasting food. I mean, I am from South Louisiana and I live in the New York City vicinity, two places that have awesome food. And I also really like food as fuel. And sometimes I just like food that is just heavy, stank, nasty, crazy bad for you, but kind of good for your soul, food. And that's what Thanksgiving is about, I think, a little bit of both. And it's also about gratitude and giving thanks and America being founded and stuff like that. But let's face it, it is about the food. There's probably an article in a magazine if print magazines still exist. And actually they do because I read print magazines in my bathtub, but they are starting to become extinct. Anyways, there's probably an article out there that exists titled How to Have a Healthier Thanksgiving Day, which implies that we're going to eat healthier food on one of the top three days out of the year that we are supposed to beast like crazy, greedy pilgrims. So first off, how do I, Brooke, have a healthier Thanksgiving fat girl style is this. First off, we stop beating ourselves up right here and now about shaming ourselves for food that the Surgeon General, ourselves, or even me, myself, this here fat girl, Brooke Hoover, labels as bad for you, especially on one of the biggest food holidays of the year. If you want to eat something that you feel is shameful, eat it and then stop judging yourself and don't guilt yourself and punish yourself by saying something like, oh my God, I just ate five pieces of pie. Gotta go do two hours on the Peloton tomorrow. Just stop the insanity, y'all. That's ridiculous. Stop the insanity. That was Susan Powder. Yes, I have referred to her in previous episodes, but for real. She was right. Stop the insanity. Her insanity was a little different. Her insanity was more like stop the insanity of feeding your face. I am saying stop the insanity of beating yourself up because you fed your face for one big crazy holiday, right? So now that we have all of that behind us, now that I've 
gotten all that out. If you are curious about ways that I've personally navigated eating and cooking healthier foods on Thanksgiving Day throughout the years, throughout the years of losing weight, gaining weight up and down, and finally losing weight here, we go, y'all. I feel like I need to insert a turkey gobble, which is a sound I cannot make. Maybe I should attempt it. Like, (laughs) no, I won't add that to my special skills. I think the thing that helped me most is when I told tales with one of my acupuncturists about Thanksgiving foods being wonderful because they're nutrient dense. At the core and foundation, Thanksgiving foods are nutrient dense. And one of my acupuncturists and I had a long discussion about this one day back in the day. And my acupuncturist at the time said they're warming foods, which is perfect for cold weather because they're supporting your body going through that whole thing of we've got to keep warm because it's cold. Hey, 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 I just almost said hell and heck. Hey, um, and hey, at the same time, even in South Louisiana, it's, it's cold right now. But, you know, it's making your body work less hard if you're eating food that is warming, grounding, and in season. You're putting your system in a better flow. And I'm not just talking about your digestive tract, y'all. I'm talking about your all-over flow, your all-over chi. So as we know right now, root vegetables and in-season produce are wonderful for you. And those consequently are the vegetables that are in season, you know, butternut squash, uh, sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, which I always have to say like that. And turkey, if you're not vegetarian, is also a great lean source of protein. It's one of the top three protein sources that my dogs eat on a weekly rotation. And if it's good enough for the Pomeranians, it's good enough for all y'all. So instead of focusing on the foods you should not be eating or you should be avoiding this Thanksgiving, let's amp up the foods that are good for you and maybe make like some little spins on those that are a little bit more sugar or refined carb free or lower in carb. And we'll also tell some tales about some foods that I just won't skip out on, you know, that I'm personally going to beast on. And maybe it will make you also feel less guilty about, oh my God, I ate this bad food. Because again, we're getting rid of that guilt right now. All right. So first off, we have sweet potatoes. So even before my weight loss journey like officially began, even though I don't really, yes, I did really have an official start date. It was right after college when we finally figured out, yes, I have PCOS and we're going to start eating the South Beach diet. But y'all don't hate me. Um, I just never really understood candied yams or like sweet potato casserole. I never understood a dish that was a side dish entree, but it was sweet and served along with the entrees. I just didn't get it. I kind of wanted to eat like the sweet potatoes after all the sides and turkey, but before like the dessert dessert, like the pies, almost like an after dinner drink because the way we make them down south, I, I think the way they make sweet potato casserole all over the country, it's covered in marshmallows and whatnot and, and brown sugar. And I just felt weird eating them along with like green beans and turkey and, and potatoes, like regular potatoes. Sidebar, it, it is a lot of carbs to have potatoes and sweet potatoes in one day. But by golly, if you are a potato fan like I am, like that one eighth of Irish in me just 
is a potato whore, so just go for it. Again, don't guilt yourself. I'm just throwing some things out there. But y'all, about sweet potato casserole, rarely will you ever hear me complain about something being too sweet. But um, sweet potato casserole or candied yams, as I knew them, back in the 80s down in South Louisiana were too sweet for me. So one Thanksgiving Eve when I was in North Carolina with my mama, I decided to just like make sweet potatoes to bake them and then to mush them up with canned pineapples and juice, like in their own juices. Ooh, that sounded nasty. Not in syrup. Again, fruit, not in syrup. Fruit in their own juice. And just to top it off with pecans. And I went through various renditions of this using like the canned pineapple Libby's was my favorite brand. That was um, Stevia sweetened. Um, but I honestly, sorry, Splenda sweetened. I like Stevia. I say kind of avoid Splenda or any artificial sweeteners, even ones that are marketed as healthy. So I now just add a little coconut sugar and I am using the pineapple's in their own juices. And the coconut sugar for me has that brown sugar feel and I top it with crushed pecans. But again, I'm not using a lot of the coconut sugar either. Because again, at the end of the day, sugar is sugar. There are just healthier forms. So for me, this kind of concoction solved that too sweet battle and it just kept them juicy and flavorful enough. And most importantly, we're keeping the nutrient denseness dense here. So sweet potatoes are high in fiber, antioxidants, beta carotene. Yes, they're also high in carbs, but they're a less refined carb than a regular white potato or a lot of other stuff out there. And honestly, sometimes you just have to choose what I don't want to use a certain word, but you have to choose what is going to outweigh the other. I'd rather the fiber, antioxidants, beta carotene, and to satisfy my love of sweet potatoes than worrying about the carbs. But if you're doing a carb-restrictive diet, so avoid the sweet potatoes. I personally think the good outweighs the bad. But here now we have green bean casserole. As y'all can probably tell, I'm not a big casserole person. Like, I just don't like church lady food for the most part, except for Mississippi mud pie. But y'all, please don't kill me. I'm just not a fan of green bean casserole, but my mom does make a good one. She does make a good one. It's like extra oniony and fried oniony and Cajun. I don't know what mama does. It is good for the grand scheme of green bean casserole. And my boyfriend, Harry loves it. He cannot get enough of it. Again, I'm just not a big fan of like creamy church lady food. I'd rather just have green beans sauteed with like a little olive oil and toasted almonds, like all bougie, like a green bean almondine or like like Brussels sprouts because nothing says I love and hate my family at the same time like a Brussels sprouts fart. But in my humble opinion... There's no way to really do a green bean casserole in a healthy way that I know of. And that's because I really haven't experimented with it. I don't really love it enough to try and experiment. I'll just have a little bite of Harry's in order to tell my mama that it tasted good, get my like tiny little forkful fix, and then I move on to my beloved Brussels sprouts. 
So, y'all, next up we have stuffing, or is it dressing? So I was taught that it was stuffing if you stuff it in the bird, and dressing is if it's served on the side. So that's real facts. I think real facts, who says that? Oh, gosh. I'm sorry to say that I know it because Aaron from Bachelor in Paradise, which I'm watching right now, he says that a lot. Real facts are big facts. But big facts. I have never had bread stuffing until I was 11 years old. And I was had transferred schools to a new school and we had a cafeteria and they served it there. Because see y'all down in the dirty South, like dirty South Louisiana, my Cajun family only did dirty rice dressing. So it's just dirty rice. And if y'all don't know what dirty rice is, it's just rice with ground meat and bell peppers and onions and Tony sachets because us Cajun people were clearly doing the gluten-free stuffing before that ever became a, a thing. But once I tried bread stuffing at my school cafeteria, oh sweet Jesus, y'all, I was in love. In fact, it was the only cafeteria food I ever liked and they only served it once a year right before Thanksgiving. But y'all, as we know, it is nothing but bread. And even if you get the gluten-free version, it doesn't mean it isn't loaded with carbs. It's just different kinds of carbs. And y'all, I'm talking about the box version or the bag version if you want to be a little fancy and do Pepperidge Farms. I must say that one of our favorite stuffing mixes is the box from Trader Joe's, and it's their gluten-free stuffing. It's something about the seasonings and whoever knows what other kind of preservatives are in there, but it's good. But y'all, again, warning, just because it's gluten-free does not mean it's healthier and does not mean it's not lower in carbs. It's just without gluten. So while, y'all, I generally condone making everything from scratch when you can, stuffing, box stuffing, bag stuffing, it's like it's like crack cocaine for me. Because I, I only eat it twice a year. I was never really introduced to it or allowed to it. The, the whole idea of stovetop stuffing, the commercials that they did back in the day, remember, what's your mom making? Oh, she's making stovetop. My mom never made stovetop. So I now indulge it. Like stuffing to me is probably one of the most indulgent Thanksgiving foods in the world. But that's also something where I beast it or I have like little bits, you know, throughout the next few days for leftovers. And I don't beat myself up about it because I'm not eating it all the time. And yeah, I might feel like a little weird um, in my body afterwards, right? Because heavy carbs, especially with me with polycystic ovarian syndrome, I can feel it mentally, like a brain fog, physically, and I just tell myself that, that that's going to happen. I don't do it all the time and I'll let it roll. But I don't let it mentally affect me as in, oh my gosh, now you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and do three extra hours of exercise. No, let it go. Um, but, okay, so if you do want a stuffing fix, if you do like kind of like that thickness, rich kind of feeling of a stuffing, but without the carbs, I actually have two recommendations that I have done over the years. First off, it is a recipe that my mama told me about years ago when I was um, South Beach, South Beach diet, that is. <laughs> I've actually never been to Miami, which I like to call Miami. Anyways, you get Jimmy Dean sausage, hot sausage. You could easily do this with like a vegan breakfast sausage. The hotter, the better, I always say. 
you get some onions and you cube some eggplant and you kind of saute all of that down, get the eggplant nice and mushy. It's really hard to pick a good egg, eggplant, but basically the eggplant is your base and the Jimmy Dean or insert your favorite hot sausage here is kind of the seasoning. And boom, there you go. It is low carb. I'm not saying it's fat free or anything else like that, but this is specifically if you're avoiding carbs. That is a great kind of um, dressing. Or another recipe that I highly recommend, and I will post it on the brookhoover.com slash podcast website by the transcript of this episode. It's called Crab Ceci Bon, and that literally translates to crab. It's so good. It's a Louisiana thing. And, um, you know, it, all right, so here's the deal. If you're one of like these bougie people who actually do appetizers for Thanksgiving dinner, like you eat before you eat type of thing, which, hey, that, that's fine. But my family, we never wait around long and enough. We just dive right into the food. We don't want to whine and appetizer and BS. We just want to get down to the dirty and eat. Um, But it's great for an appetizer if you actually want to serve it with bread, even though we're talking about avoiding bread. Or eat it as an entree or like a side for an entree. It's basically crab meat and artichokes. It is wonderful. Or should I say, c'est si bon, y'all. It is very good. Um, sidebar, I do have to throw this out there. Crab meat is expensive. Don't use the imitation crab meat, though. Do not. No. Never. 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 So la- now let's get down to business. Now that we've thrown a- some of those uh, side dishes out there, let's get down to business and talk about the dirty. The dessert. Pie. Oh, pie, y'all. My dad and I actually tell tells, tells. I, I, I've been listening. I've been watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City a lot. And one of the girls, uh, the the gills, the, the housewives on there, Whitney, she doesn't say like things like tales. She says like tales, like a tell tales. So I feel like I'm picking up her accent. Maybe I'm becoming a, a bad Mormon. I don't know. But my dad and I tell tales on our little YouTube kind of show that we had um, at the height of the pandemic called Catfish Cows and Summer Camp, we talk a lot about pie. If Again, if you go to the brookhoover.com slash podcast area, you will see links for my dad and I telling tales about pie. Pie has a strong place in my heart because my, my dad's mom, my grandma, mamma, would always make like the fruit pies and she would put a slightly healthier spin on them. And I just, I just love pie because there are ways you can make it healthier. And, you know, for me, I'm like, why not make it healthier? Because what I do, I'll make a whole pie and then I eat it for breakfast for several days after Thanksgiving with my coffee and chicory. Hey. And so while in general throughout the year, I'm a big fan of apple and cherry pie. Again, the tart style, never in the syrup, never in that gooey stuff. No, no, no. Lower sugar, fruit, au naturel, hey. I will, um, I I got a little off track, y'all. I'm sorry, but I will, again, be sharing the link for all these kind of pies on the website. If you go to brookhoover.com slash podcast, scroll up in there with all these transcripts. But for Thanksgiving, okay, I'll take any pie. I will take any pie. My dad likes to make the cherry and the apple. I personally think you got to go pecan 
and you got to go pumpkin. I am like a pecan and pumpkin pie whore. I, I think I've said whore like twice so far. And this podcast, clearly Thanksgiving, really gets me going. I love pie, pecan pie especially, pumpkin pie, just because I got to be basic and do a little pumpkin. I would swim in the juices and gelatinousness of pecan pie if I had a pool big enough. But, but here's the kicker. Pecan pie is the worst pie for you. And again, I said I wouldn't label food. If you want to have the pecan pie straight up and not do this here healthy version that we're fixing to talk about, totally fine. Go for it. I've gone for it. And I do feel instantly like crap after because it's so much sugar because it's it's basically a base of Caro syrup. And y'all, I have had enough nightmares of Sissy Spacek as Carrie being doused in the red caro syrup pig's blood. So for obvious reasons. So pig, you know, oh God, I can't believe I just did that. So this year I am attempting a healthier version. All right. I've done it in the past um, and not always won out on those attempts. But this year I'm doing a healthier version where we're using maple syrup. But to go even healthier than that, I'm doing maple syrup sweetened with monk fruit because a lot of paleo kind of recipes you'll see are, hey, just use maple syrup. Again, sugar is sugar, right? So you're still having sugar. So I'm like, why not just do the real deal with caro syrup? I kick it up a notch and do the maple syrup with monk fruit. And again, I'm doing this because I am going to be eating the pie more than once, right? I'm not having just a slice. I'm not a just a slice type of person. I know that. So I'd rather have the healthier version. So monk fruit is a great um, sweetener alternative. Monk fruit. uh, And uh, again, as we know, stevia. But I will try this. Somehow I will be letting y'all know if you want to check out my Instagram. It's Brooke Hoover, but again, replace the O's with zeros to see how it comes out. I might even do a chocolate pecan pie. I'm a big fan of Lily's for uh, lower sugar chocolate. Well, stevia flavored uh, chocolate. And I'm also a fan of Bake Believe. Yes, when you're eating sugar alternatives, even if it's natural sugar alternatives, there is a different taste. I've gotten so used to it, maybe because I grew up in the 80s with a mom who really liked tab. So maybe it's in my blood to like things that taste a little different. But because I want to eat more than one piece of pie and not feel bad afterwards. Again, bad physically, not necessarily mentally beating myself up. I really hope this is making sense. So while pecan pie is probably one of the worst or the most unhealthy and the least nutrient dense pies you can eat, right? Pecans are healthy, but everything else that makes it up, not so healthy. Pumpkin pie is along with sweet potato pie, are some of the more healthier versions. You're you're getting more nutrient denseness in the pumpkin pie, right? So this year I am making pumpkin pie. I've done it multiple years. I don't always do a pumpkin pie every year because nobody else in the house likes them. But I will just be using stevia and the monk fruit in place of white sugar. It's, it's pretty simple to make pumpkin pie healthier. 
Here's the deal. I was going to tell everybody, and y'all, for the pie crust, just save yourselves time and just buy the store-bought pie crust. It's not that bad for you. Nope. Before I did this podcast, I had to do some research because I didn't want to steer anybody the wrong way. Avoid store-bought pie crust. I've always tried to make my own or have attempted to make my own or have succeeded at making my own pie crust because I like it. I like playing with Play-Doh, right? I've succeeded at making regular pie crust, gluten-free pie crust, paleo pie crust, keto pie crust. I've done it all. They're all out there. There are so many recipes out there. And yes, it is a pain in the butt to keep it cold and keep it the right consistency and all that stuff. But if you buy the ready-made pie crust, it's lard. It's hydrogenated crap. You don't want it. In fact, I bought a pack at Target and now I have to like go give it to somebody who might want to eat that stuff or bring it back to Target or just, I don't know, make play play with it like it's Play-Doh. You don't really want to be eating that stuff. Again, in a pinch, fine. Pie crusts are thin. You're not eating much. But again, if you were me and you want to have more than one piece of pie, you might want to rethink your pie crust, okay? This year, I'm going to be using coconut butter and maybe regular butter and a base of tapioca and almond flour. Um, and it's it's because I want to avoid those monosaturated fats that are in ready-made pie crusts. My family on both sides has history of heart issues. So while I don't necessarily believe genetics dictates your whole life, I'd rather err on the side of caution and have five pieces of pie for the next five days. Yes. So in a nutshell, avoid the store-bought pie crust if you can and just make it on your own. Your heart will thank you and your farts will thank you for the Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. So in a nutshell, in a pecan nutshell, ah, see what I did there? Focus on Thanksgiving being a nutrient-packed feast and many ways than one. This is a metaphor. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to eat all the bad foods today type of holiday. Watch the Macy's Parade. Watch the dog show, if you're me, and be grateful for the root vegetables and the nutrients they bring to your life. And yes, exercise Thanksgiving morning if you have time or exercise the next day to stay on track to treat yourself well but not to beat yourself up for going overboard or to punish yourself. Like, let's rethink it. Just be good to yourself. This is that time of year where things are slowing down. Things are things are cold. You got, you got to treat yourself well, physically and mentally. And y'all, if you do make some of that crepe, c'est si bon, let me know how y'all like it. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Sending extra love out to people out there who may be having a hard time this holiday season. Believe me, I totally feel y'all on different levels. Everybody's journey is is different, but I'm I'm feeling for y'all. And as always, I am so grateful for each and every one of y'all who are listening. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. It is my hope to inspire, uplift, and entertain you with this Who's Dat Fat Girl podcast. So, If you're hungry for more, you can book me to speak or perform my solo show that inspired this podcast, Fat Girl Costumes, written by yours truly and directed by Brian Lady at your virtual or in-person event. Please visit brookhoover.com slash fluffybuttproductions 
or email me at contactbrookhoover at gmail.com for more info. And let's follow each other on Instagram. I'm at Brooke Hoover. And the O's in my name are not the letter O. They're zeros. Not because I want to be a size zero, but because I guess I'm just so clever with my late 90s Yahoo self. And if you like this podcast, which I really hope you do, please give me a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, share this with your friends, family, and other people you may know who are as fat as we are. That's fat with a PH.